Welcome. Another episode, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Jay Johnson, longtime friend and former colleague. Back in the day, we're going to reminisce about some of those good old days, as you can see from the show notes. But first, a shout out, thank you to our sponsors, Beckett Media, the successor to Beckett Publications that, uh, that uh, Jay and I enjoyed, uh, as, which includes Beckett uh, Online Price Guide, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, all the different Beckett entities found under Beckett.com. Also, ComC.com, CMC.com out in Seattle. Burbank Sports Cards, Rob Veris, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards in Aurora, Colorado, that's Mike Fruitman, Heritage Auctions here in Dallas with Chris Ivey, Huggins & Scott Auctions in Maryland with Bill Huggins, Panini, Tops, and Upper Deck. Excellent group of sponsors. Enjoy talking to them as well. But today, I'm sitting here with Jay Johnson. We're going to talk about the good old days and hear a little bit of uh, Jay's uh, meandering journey that uh, we intersected on uh, almost 30 years ago and how he's uh, benefited at that time and perhaps even ongoing with uh, the uh, publishing experience that he had. So welcome, Jay. Thank you. Thanks for being here. And uh, oh, how did you find out about our company? Did you? Uh, I found you in the phone book, Jim. Amazing. <laughs> the, the, what, can you explain to our listeners what a phone book is? Yeah, no, yeah I forgot about that part of the story. Yeah. Huh? No, I, uh, I was going to college at the uh, University of North Texas and getting a journalism degree and getting close to graduation, and I needed an internship. And uh, I wasn't a collector. I'd never heard of Beckett Publications, or, or I'd never heard of Jim Beckett at that time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is 89? Where, where is 89, it? 89, yeah. yeah, 30 years ago. And did you know Pepper? Oh, yes. Oh, no, did no. you know Pepper from UNT? No, no. Or Dave Hadler? Dave Hadler was one of my With the magazine and, uh, profs, yeah. yeah he, he was uh, he was teaching a real uh, magazine class. Real contributor to the early success of the of the magazines. Did he mm-hmm. recommend you or No. I I literally just picked up the yellow pages and started going through publishers and calling people saying uh, asking if they had any jobs, part-time jobs or internships and and I got a hold of uh, Fred Reed and Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, that's really it's really interesting because you have a really interesting background yeah. and yet I think, you know, Dave Hadler, who was, just, mm-hmm. like I said, a really great contributor, he had a concept of what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And I bet you didn't fit his concept of what you're looking for because when I look back, I think we affectionately disagreed yeah. on a bunch of things yeah. back in the day. And I think he could tell that you were a little bit of a contrary. And what he didn't realize is that I... I generally found that stimulating because you had uh, you were able you to. You didn't mind being challenged. I didn't mind, but well, you you could back up your reasoning, and uh, and then I, I think I'm not saying you never persuaded me, but uh, you, you'd either help me strengthen my position, or so I, I really thought that was uh, you. You were an important part of the uh, development of our company, just in that regard, that you were willing to stand in the gap and uh, and, uh, and 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 challenge everybody. It seemed like everybody sooner or later. <laughs> sooner, but uh, your first challenge was. Uh, I thought was not editorial was uh, jumping in with the the price guide guys. Oh, do you regard it that way, or did you? Um, that what, how much editorial did you do? That was, did you? Well, I mean, did editorial I, first and then jump in. Oh sure, I mean, you know, I, I you know, but it's just baseball. Out for, it was just a baseball yeah. magazine for the longest time, and then, uh, you know, eventually, uh, as, as we got the other titles, um, you know, I uh, I was in charge of the baseball magazine. Uh, I was the editor back at baseball for a while, and then uh, and then. Uh, Pepper Hastings was a managing editor, and and you guys asked us to swap jobs. For right. A and and uh, yeah, then w- putting me in charge of the uh, price guide guys, 
I'm not sure it had a name on that department. Technical services. Technical services. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was I mean, called. It was at the cryptic, time. but uh, <laughs> probably fit. Although I know we were pretty yeah. low tech in those days. But a that was, that was great group of guys. But they they were uh, they mostly self starters. Yeah. But they yeah. needed some cohesion. Yeah, it was. You had assembled all the parts, and uh, you know all the all the guys. And but yeah, they weren't really pulling together as a team, and and so. Uh, that was my first job was to go in there and try to go and, and put them all, you know, put them together and get them pulling in the same direction. And uh, it was definitely a challenge, like you say. They, they. Do you think it's easier, again, because we have listeners from different persuasions of, of, and different job situations, it's easier to manage people who are leader, manage people when you don't know exactly what they do or <laughs> if you do? Tough. Because yeah. I could manage them to some extent because I knew what they were going through because I had done the work yeah. and delegated them. But yeah. you were coming from, you're a really smart guy and you, you knew the sport and all that stuff, but you couldn't do what they did. Was no. that an advantage to you, you think? Because um, you weren't competing with them or? Well, they definitely didn't feel like, you know, I was, I was going to, you know, challenge them in their expertise. Yeah. You know, and they, they had a skill set. But um, managing and leading people when you're yeah, yeah, when not the one, it's not a job that you used to do yeah. that you've been promoted up. And then helping the other people. In fact, exactly. when we yeah. used that approach, it didn't work as well uh, because no. they, they knew the job, but mm-hmm. they had their own standard of the job. Yeah, yeah, they did. And well, like you're saying, you know, not being an expert in the field, you know, uh, was an edge. Most of the times, whenever I was put in charge of a department, um, I guess you guys discovered I had a, a certain skill at that, and I kept getting stuck in all the trouble spots. It seemed like. Well, what, what was your next <laughs> trouble spot? Until I was the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> then when I was the trouble, then it was a different story. <laughs> okay. What, uh, but no, you know, usually what I would do right away would come in and, and sit with the people and try to learn what they were doing yeah. and learn their job. And I couldn't do their job. Yeah, okay. But I, I learned and I saw what they were doing just so I could try to uh, find some better solutions because yeah. at, at the beginning it was like you were sitting back in, in your cubbyhole right. working on Microsoft Word yeah. and they were sitting in their, you know, cubbyholes on that. Microsoft Excel. Right. And the two, putting the two together was a hard job yeah. eventually. We eventually, eventually came together, done. but yeah. Eventually, anyway, we, there was a software solution. There was eventually. a software solution that, that, that evolved. But mm-hmm. what was your next, did, did you go to licensed products after that? When we, no, I went, back to, your, I went back to editorial. editorial. I was a managing editor of, of the magazines for a long time. And then, uh, um, back, then it was back to technical services again, but this time it's, it's kind of a, a director. And there was a, you know, Dan Hitt was made yeah, manager of right, the department right. at that time. And, and uh, we went from there. And then you, you purchased that small little company. Was that Prolook? Uh, Prolook, yeah. That's yeah. the subject of a, of a future episode with uh, Eddie <laughs> Kelly, who we'll will be the, and uh, Dave Stock, actually, at, the, at that point. But uh, now we have different yeah. thrusts that we made. Now, what, what's the time period here? Is this before or after my heart attack? Which was nice. That would have been. That would have been just before. Yeah, that's that's what so I. Are you saying to put any linkage there, Jay? With the... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, yeah, I may have given you a heart attack. Not you. <laughs> I'm talking about you. You were uh, no. I do, do not mean that in any way. But we just it. We started it when you came. We were a relatively simple company. I, we didn't take ads. Exactly. We just had to keep our dealers and collectors happy. Uh, there were yeah. not as many card companies. We just had one magazine. And then you fast forward a number of years to 96 in particular. We got a whole bunch of magazines, yeah. a lot of different business initiatives, many of, uh, well, several of which you led. And it was a lot more complicated. And it was, yeah. it was fun. But uh, well, I've said before that, that stress, even positive stress, is, is still stress. It is. It is. And there was a lot in a, well, the thing that I remember, uh, showing up there, you know, I, I was like the 13th employee. Wow, yeah. And 
Is there the baseball magazine? No, Triska got your phobia on that, right? My, I was born on 13 is my lucky number. I was Good born deal. On 13, Good deal. But <laughs> I even wore it on my basketball jersey okay. back in the day. Okay. But um, when I showed up, you know, there were there was one magazine that I'd never heard of. Yeah. It, but you were doing 150,000 copies, which is uh, right. that was remarkable even then, you know. Oh, absolutely. And but it was really like having a tiger by the tail because we doubled in size every year for yeah. like five years. Yeah. yeah. And the, the interesting thing for me, you, you know, you talked about. Um, career trajectory before the interesting thing for me was when i came in and you you had to do everything you had to yeah, learn everything yeah. you know even editorial i mean i had to learn how to do design yeah and, and you know well, we were small to, it was a small SWAT team. but that's kind of a was that exhilarating for you yeah because i got to do everything and learn yeah. everything i wasn't just stuck in cubby hole and told yeah. you know edit these stories yeah. um, come out when you're done the whole day yeah <laughs> Because we had to do everything, and you know, and even even to the point that the company shut down for a week, so we could pack all the magazines and yeah, boxes. Yeah. And well, then, but how did you take that experience of leaving Beckett Publications, which eventually happened? Mm-hmm. What what uh, you, you took a real breadth of experience, and you've done your own publishing stuff, and you've yeah. taught, and you've done a lot of interesting things. What were the yeah I, any high points uh, or, or oh connection gosh. points? To there were a few high points, and then in between the valleys, <laughs> <laughs> life's got ups and downs. So. I know. Well. It, it, you know, I, I, I worked for you for, uh, uh 10 years, including, you yeah, know, the, the yeah. internship and stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, gosh, I walked in knowing nothing. And, and by the time I left, um, yeah, I, I started my own, you know, little publishing operation. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Always wanted to be, you know, entrepreneur and always had my eyes set on right, doing right. my own thing. Um, and so, you know, after I left, I went and uh, started a company I called Sporting Chance Media. And, uh, we did a Beanie Baby magazine. Yeah. Um, did a Yu-Gi-Oh magazine. Um, did you get any threats from the Beanie Baby guy? No, no. Well, I didn't. Because uh, we we got uh, kind did of. Did you? A, I wouldn't say threats. It, uh, we just get a letter from an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I think that's a threat? I digress. Well, I probably back to the... if I if it would have been worth suing me, I would have got a letter too, probably. But they they probably checked and said this guy has nothing. <laughs> we don't need to sue him. But you know what that you know what I found uh, was being an entrepreneur is not always cracked up to be. Because I'd always thought of it as like I could go do my own thing and I'm my own <laughs> boss. I'll call the shots. It's but the not hard, really. It's the hardest boss you're ever gonna have. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my customers were my boss because I was yeah. I was doing book packaging yeah. and magazine custom yeah, publishing. So right. you know it. Uh, you know, and after a while, that's when I kind of said to myself, "Oh, I don't know if I want to keep doing this." And and uh, did you know my story? I mean, I tried it, to make it change. Because I'm just saying, I could have told you some of that stuff because before you I got wouldn't there, have listened to you back it was then, but. Uh, I, I didn't exactly. <laughs> You know, if I was an overnight success, it was because I worked all night long. Oh, but I actually did two years of not making any money, and I was sure. treading water. Yeah. And that's sometimes what it takes in publishing. You've got to believe uh, in yeah. it. But where it really took off, I've said this before, when it really took off is when I added outstanding teammates such as you and and uh, and many of, of uh, there's your, a, there's your a colleagues. There's a tipping point. In oh publishing. my goodness! Yeah, there's a tipping point where you know I had a level of success by myself, and I learned to do everything. But wow, mm-hmm. it really took off when yeah. when some sharp people joined in. And then many of them have moved on, like you have. And it, it, I'm, I hope I'm not the grandfather now necessarily, <laughs> but I'm just thinking I've got, I've got a lot of people that uh, were on our team and have gone on to other interesting things, yeah. as you have. So, yeah. uh, and you, we also share. Uh, I mean, I love being a consultant. And I love being a teacher. And I think you've done some of those things, too. So probably yeah. a mindset. I'm more of a collector, perhaps, than you are. But yeah. but I like creating things. I like uh, helping yeah. people to develop things and all that. So it's, it's, been, a, it's been a great... A funny, funny story about you starting off. Funny story about you starting off was, uh, I remember, uh, when I showed up, uh, Pepper Hastings, you know, was when I started working yeah, full-time yeah, anyway. Yeah. Pepper Hastings was telling me a story about how uh, he kept coming in 
trying to be first in and last out, you know, because Pepper's a sports guy too. And yeah. and he kept trying to get there earlier and you would get there earlier. <laughs> and so he would try to stay later and you would stay later. And then finally one day Jim comes into Pepper's office and tells him, you're never going to stay earlier, come in earlier or, or leave later than me. So just get quick, quit trying. Just, <laughs> I think that's totally you made up so story. hard. A, I'll probably three degrees of separation. I will ask Pepper about that. But right. uh, I did kind of, I did, uh, there's certain kinds of things in, in any publishing or creative aspect where, where silence or being on your own and uh, having no interruptions really helps. And I yeah. did do that. And so I did come in early and stay late. Actually, when I was, he thought I was coming in early. I mean, this is really bad, but he thought I was coming early. I was still there sleeping? for the night before. <laughs> sleeping at the office. I Some of the deadlines oh. were meant all nighters. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I, uh, I remember that. And, but you know, that's, that's, and that can contribute, uh, you know, kids or yeah. adults, if you're listening, you don't, don't do as I did, but, uh, it's, uh, you, you, you pay a price. You, you burn worked, a candle at both ends. You worked, uh, you worked a whole lifetime of hours yeah. in, yeah. in half a career, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, each man has, uh, well, women too, I suppose, if they want to be dedicated to their career, they actually do a lot more than this, but there's a, I have a hundred thousand hour theory. Mm-hmm. Most people, it's two thousand an hour for a year for fifty years, and, and they'd yeah. like to do less. But right. I just compressed mine a little bit, so it's given <laughs> me the chance to sit at a table and have an enjoyable podcast interview Absolutely. with uh, my friend Jay Johnson. Thank so, you for having me. Thanks for being here, Jay. We'll we'll talk again, and next time we talk, we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, well, actually, we'll turn the tables a little bit. All so, right. looking forward to doing that. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, listeners. Be back. The man-